Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is our Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. And this is a place where we have listeners that chat sometimes, and but it's also a place where we can kind of sit down and just kind of, you know, banter back and forth about stuff that we're watching, that we're into, and what are we sci-fiing about? Cool. You know, just kind of to chat about that. So I'm Scott Herzog, I'm one of your hosts. And good evening, this is Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. Yeah, so... Wow, this is, it's great. It's great to have these conversations because they're a little bit more loose. Uh, we aren't necessarily tied to certain, a certain agenda that we're trying to talk about. But we got to start by saying thank you to, thank you to you, the fans, for listening. And it's because of you that we are 2015 Parsec finalists. That is so cool. Yeah, so that is pretty cool. So I just want to say that up front. And we are grateful that you have helped make this show happen. And we're, we're appreciative of that. Yeah, so very good. Well, why don't we jump in to talk a little bit about what we are sci-fiing about? What are we into? What are we watching? What are we reading? What's going on in our world? Anyone want to start? I might as well. Uh, I'll you start. Go. go ahead. All right, Miles. So what are you reading? I'm reading a Stargate novel in the Atlantis universe. And the author is our Melissa Scott and Joe Graham. The novel's called Third Path. Um, they've been writing Stargate novels pretty consistently for a while now. And um, in the last book um, that they wrote, um, they, that we, we found uh, Dr. Weir. She's alive. Ooh. And this is, this is an Atlantis novel? It's an Atlantis novel, yes. Now, are all of these Atlantis novels that they've been writing? I'm not sure if they if, it's, if they just write exclusively for Atlantis or, or if they write for the other Star, Stargate franchises. I'm not not sure, but um, but there aren't a lot of the Atlantis novels. So this is like a continuation of the series. So they so if you want the series continued, this is kind of the way you're getting it. Yeah, you're going to get it in novel form, and uh, I, I've enjoyed what, what what they've put out so far. If you if you're still a fan of Atlantis and you you need some Atlantis, uh, these novels are pretty good. Oh, good. So they, they've kept it going since Atlantis uh, ended. Yeah, I've never read any of the uh, Star Stargate uh, novelizations. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek, I have some, and uh, certainly in Star Wars, but never into the, never got into this. Even the Doctor Who novels, I don't really read a lot. Mm-hmm. And do you read any of those novelizations? Um, I listen to the Doctor Who novelizations. Because they are primarily read by the doctors. Um, so it's David Tennant or Matt Smith who reads them. Um, and they're really good. They're really fun. And I've done the, the Torchwood ones, too, because sometimes they're read by the stars from the show. And sometimes they are um, dramatized. So it's like a, like, a, like a radio play. So you'll have Yanto and Gwen and... Uh, and everyone from the show voicing their own parts of the book while one of them is being the narrator. They're, they're fun. I, I, the, the ones from Doctor Who and Torchwood, those are all BBC sanctioned ones too. So you know that they keep it. It's part of the, the canon, which is nice. But the novelizations I... like for Stargate and for Atlantis, are those, are those considered part of the canon? <laughs> 
Well, being that we're not getting anything in Stargate, they're, they're canon at least for now. Yeah, that, that's yeah. probably the best way to put it, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, who knows? Who knows how, what direction they're going to be? Probably if they're sanctioned. But, you know, here's the thing. Even like the st- we were talking in the main show that you'll probably hear a little bit later on that the... <coughs> sorry about that. But the, we were talking in that the even the Star Wars books that you would have considered to be sanctioned by the Star Wars franchise have now been discounted. So it's not like we. So I think there's always kind of a to call something canon is kind of loose. So we want we want this to find bible of what is, what mm-hmm. is Star Trek or Star Wars or Doctor Who or Stargate and. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we. Uh, if we want if we want to continue to get fresh stories in the universe, I'm not sure how plausible it is sometimes. But yeah, but. You know, and then if they discount it, it allows them to go a whole new direction with the story. So we, right. get, we get even more stories. But. So to um, make the whole issue of canon even more complicated, I uh, just last night I watched the uh, Star Trek Renegades. Uh, um, I guess we'll call it movie. Um, was it ooh. the? Is this the first one? No, this is a fan film, right? Yes. And this was the first one that this group put out. It is, and they they have some very heavy hitters as far as. Uh, the writers, director. We we interviewed the director uh, and one one of the uh, one of the uh, stars of of, of it, uh, Tim Ross, uh, Farpoint earlier this year. But okay. uh, Adrian Wilkinson is in it. Um, uh, we we interviewed Vic Banana a couple times. Uh, he 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 has a part in this. Um, uh, Robert Picardo has a very he makes a cameo. He's in it. Well, I, I, yeah, he's he's in it a couple times. He's. Um, his part is short. He was too busy to do the whole thing. So, um, so they rewrote his part, and uh, Sean Young ended up playing his part. Um, Eddie Furlong, people know him from uh, playing John Connor in Terminator Two, he's in this. Um, so yeah, they 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 got some um, sci-fi notables in this. You're saying this, but I don't sense a huge elation from you at this so they have heavy hitters but there's this big butt that's following it um, i i wanted to like it and give it a chance and if anybody who has listened to our podcast knows i i'm a big supporter of star trek and, and other fan film uh efforts and um i just didn't care for this one i'm, I'm sorry to say now so what was it was it the story was it the script was it uh, was this a cinematography? I mean, what was going on here? On a, on a fan film, I could forgive that they're not going to have the, the biggest budget for the um, you know the, the, the visual effects, and but but they they did have a lot of good visual effects. I'd say it was a, some things were inconsistent. I mean, some of the visual effects in, in space they were pretty good. I mean, it looked like anything you would see on TV. Um, but some of like the the phaser battle scenes. Uh, they didn't look that great, but that's not. I'm not really judging on, on visual effects. Visual effects, I'll, I'll often give that a pass because I realize they, they're unlimited resources. But the story itself, uh, and the, the it just um, it just wasn't very coherent. Um, things just didn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I would probably you know just, just, just the writing. I, I just didn't care for. It just um, it wasn't a great story, and I wanted to like it. I, when I heard about it, I was excited about it. Um, the, I, the the concept was very interesting, um, 
but it's 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 that thing with the concept and the execution. Uh, the execution just I I didn't think was that great. Just didn't deliver it for you. No. Yeah. Miles, uh, my, Miles, um, did you get a chance to watch this at all? I haven't seen it yet. No, I've got it in my queue of things to watch. Yeah. But you watch it on YouTube. I put a link um, on our on our Facebook page. Okay. It, and it was originally they they were not going to do this, but um, I guess somebody got their hands on it and started putting it on the torrent sites, and so they they just said, you know, okay, we're just you know we're just going to put it, put it out there. Um, if you wanted a copy of it, you would have had to either see it in one of the theaters or showing it at or um, for a donation because they can't make a profit off this for a donation. You would get a DVD or a Blu-ray, uh, but they put on YouTube. But the first, but a link that was out, um, somebody again causing trouble. Um, if you want to see this, you they had a YouTube link for it. But then I said you had to click on this link in the YouTube page to to see it. Well, that sent you to someplace else, and I said you could see it for free, but you have to put your credit card information, in, and it's just it's just crazy. Somebody hacks them. I don't know. If, or is it something that they did? I think somebody else, somebody else used the you know Star Trek Renegades to try to make money off of it for themselves. Or, you know, try yeah, try to try to try to steal. So it's that's just kind of dicky that somebody it would is. take another person's project and try to and just hack them like that. That's not nice. Yeah, it's stupid. So jerks. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I would be curious what other listeners may have thought of, of Renegades. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately uh, didn't care for it so much. Yeah. So listeners, if you saw Renegades, what did you think of it? We would love to hear from you. So now, Miles, you have a bunch of TV shows that you were watching this summer. So. Miles was watching Defiance, Killjoys, Dark Matter, Humans, Last Ship, and Fallen Skies. Mm-hmm. Rank them. Rank them. Okay. Rank them. Which one, starting from your favorite down to your least, and okay. then talk about them a little bit. Rank them. God. Rank them. I know he's bad. There, there isn't. This is going to be d- difficult. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, I'll just. Uh, Defiance is definitely number one. I think that that has really. I wasn't sure what what they would come up with this season because um, they did so much last season. But they, again, they surpassed my expectations. Um, so Defiance is definitely number one. Um, number two, be Falling Skies. Uh, we, we've dogged on Falling Skies before, but this is their last season, and the writing is just very good. I mean, I'm looking forward to whenever that comes on. Um, uh, next would probably be The Last Ship. Um, again, another very well-written show. Um, I guess uh, the the next one I lo- I'm liking is Humans. It's about um, it's filmed in England, um, but in not too distant future, they humanity has been able to make uh, human human appearing appearing androids, and people are using these synths as they call them to um, work in their home, work wherever. Um, it explores a lot of the questions we have with robots and uh, all the, the the ethics and all that kind of stuff. And so I've, I've enjoyed that show. That that show just wrapped up. I'm not sure if we'll get another season. That was on AMC. Um, n- next show on my list, I, I guess, would be uh, Dark Matter. And then after that, it would be uh, uh, Killjoys. Um, just happy that there's sci-fi has shows that take place in outer space. 
Right, right. And it's terrible. I asked you to rank them right in the spot, and I realized mm-hmm. that that was a bit unfair. Did uh, did Defiance also kind of rank up there because you had a chance to actually meet like some of the people that make Defiance happens? I mean, I know mm-hmm. for me, like if I meet someone, it's always like, hey, look, I saw them. I met with them. I sat down and chatted with them, and that kind of makes it a little bit more special to me. Um, not really. Uh, that when when. Just when when I, when I see that's on the DVR, that's the first one I'll probably go to. Now the fact that I we met the the people who are the, who play the family in there, I mean that was just a bonus. Um, I mean I met Roger Cross in Dark Matter, but that wasn't necessarily my top of my list. Um, but no, just just the, the the storytelling and defiance has just been I, I I think just been very good, incredible. Yeah, is Jane still in Lost Ship? Yes, ship? he's still the, he, he's the XO on the ship. Yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. That's one. That's one I'm gonna definitely watch when Netflix when it hits Netflix. Okay, yeah. if it ever does, hmm. it's not on. Um, do you know is is uh, Last Ship on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. It's uh, it's on Hulu. Oh well, maybe I can. Um, uh, is it for like free? It's if a you're TNT production, so they tend to wait sometimes oh. with Netflix. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure though, but yeah. I know I've seen it on 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 the Hulus. All right, well I'll have to check it out. So. Very good, very good. Well, uh, cool. Uh, Emma, are you watching any of these shows that Miles mentioned? So a couple of them. I'm definitely watching Defiance. And now it's really kind of funny to watch. Um, when I got home from Shore Leave and watched that episode. Well, the episode before we met them was the episode where Detectar um, cuts his arm off to save his own life. And... That's that's not even spoiling it. There's so much more behind that. So to and and for me, Tony Curran is always going to be um, uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> um, he was, and I've seen him in so many things. It's, it's, it was just kind of fun, and to have a sit and a little bit of a flirt with him was was really lovely. So that when I saw the next episode, it was like. You're not that mean. You're not <laughs> that douche. And then Jamie is such an effervescently lovely light. She's lilty and Daphneus. I adore her. And then to see her on the screen, you know, being calculated and purposed and, and everything. It's just, it's really hard. And then little Jesse, who I just want to put in my pocket because he's adorable. Um, that it was it's made when we when i meet someone from the show it makes the show a little bit more special because we've we've been lucky enough to have those moments like when i watch eureka over and over again (laughs) sometimes i throw it on and let it go it's just really fun it's because i'm like i know that guy i met that guy he put on my head name it's 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 neat um but defiance i've loved from the beginning and the game has gotten kind of boring, but I do watch the last ship. This last episode was amazing. Is that this? That's not the season closer. There's one more, isn't there? I'm not caught up yet on it, so I don't. I don't know. I have oh, to... so good! You find out Val. You learn about Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. So it, that's really cool. Um, but not watching a lot this summer. More of a movie person this summer. Movie and books. And I'm trying to catch up on uh, X Files. Oh yeah, getting ready for January. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know the other thing we haven't talked about a lot, but Heroes Reborn. I, I'm 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 mildly interested to see what they're going to do with that in September when they bring that back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, especially, I mean, I watched Heroes to the deathly end, right? But mm. but season one was pretty phenomenal. Like, you talk to anyone that watched Heroes, they'll say, like, season one, even if they gave up in Heroes, season one, right? Oh, yeah. So if, if they can bring back that feeling, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. So we'll that see if... We'll storytelling. See if, yeah. Storytelling. It was an amazing, amazing group of writers, and I don't know what they were smoking season two. <laughs> no, I don't either. But but they bring up they're bringing back some of the actors back, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of them have gone on to other things, which I think is a major reason a lot of them aren't back. And um, but we'll see. We'll see what you know comes of that. But uh, it's good to see you're getting prepared for the X Files now. So. Well, I don't even remember the... It's been so long since I've seen them. It's kind of like watching them for the first time again. So it's been kind of delicious. You know, the early ones really date themselves. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) It still balances very well. I'm still very... I'm engaged more now than I was back then. And I don't know if it's because I'm older or because I know the expectation of the, 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 the seasons to come. Yeah. Or because I met David Duchovny. Oh, that might be it too. <laughs> that actually has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but it just it, it's 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 a blast. Right. Well, now you we, we mentioned it somewhere along the way here, but you just got done with Felicia Day's new book. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, you're never weird on the internet. Almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. It's her first book. It's a book about her growing up and. Um, getting through, you know, the the creation of the guild and and who she is and how she kind of like she just was a weird kid. And as I'm listening, and I and I can't recommend the audiobook enough because it's Felicia Day. So it was like I was going to work with Felicia in the car, telling me stories. You know, it it was so well done, so so well done, and and really just a very open telling of what she. You know, she was homeschooled, but technically wasn't homeschooled. And she holds two university degrees, but never graduated high school. Um, she Her creative process is kind of like mine, where I sit down, I get everything ready, and I sit in front of the computer, and then I start to cry because nothing comes. You know, it just... The, you realize what a human she is and what a sweet weirdo that 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 a lot of people I think will identify with and especially she went through she went through a lot she went through as far as like dealing with personal anxieties and 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 dealing with depression and then just dealing with with people being jerks in general and and I respect that when people are willing and 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 feel strong enough that they can talk about it so that other people feel comfortable and they can talk about it and I, I respect that a lot. I respect that a whole, whole lot. So I can't recommend this book enough. It's adorable. It's totally worth an audible credit, even though it's only six and a half hours long. Get the book. Does she read it? Yeah, it's her. Awesome. That's awesome. You right. weren't listening to me because I said I heard that in you. The beginning. You did. But see, I, you might have said it, but I, I missed it. I was just, I just heard Felicia Day and kind of zoned. I'm sorry. <laughs> he does that. You know, there's a, can you pass a napkin? I'm, got to wipe some drool here 
Ew. Yeah, I'm serious. Boy. I'm serious. I was just, you know, I got, we were, we, you know, that Farpoint page. When they got down to that picture, I just kind of lost the conversation for a little bit. I, oh, I thought you were going to kill brother. me when I got that picture, that Ew, last picture with boy. her. Yes. Yeah, yeah you, it was. You, you, I, you, I, nearly, I nearly took you out. Yeah, he did. There's a reason you have no hair. But, <laughs> but um, uh, so what else? Better. She's like made of bunnies. She's adorable. No, I know, I know. Adorable, she said it. Focus, Scott. Go, go ahead. Uh, what else are you uh, into watching? Um, so I'm rereading Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash, which is an excellent book. What's that one uh, about? Um, so it's about the future and about hackers and computers and religion and um, and opiate to the of the masses and. It's it's told in the future by this amazing character named Hero Protagonist. How cool is that name? Um, that and is he's kind cool. of a badass, but he's not what you think he is. And the first chapter just sets you up, sets you up, and then bam, the last couple of sentences in the chapter really set you up. So, and I'm not going to tell you. I think everybody should read this book. All right. And the audio version is excellent as well. But the book is wonderful. Awesome. Um, I went to go see Man from Uncle. How was that? Uh, I I loved the show as a kid, and I was expecting at least a decent homage, and it wasn't what I was hoping. Hmm. It was cute, and the actors were good, and it was Henry Cavill who. I mean, and he's all bulked up because he 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 was filming Superman at the same time as this, or he was getting ready for Superman. So he's beastly huge. <laughs> I mean, the guy has a set of traps like nobody's business. He's just huge. What I do love is that at no time whatsoever were any of the male characters shirtless to have that James Bond sexual thing. But then they did have the one moment um, with a, a half-naked and side-boob um, chick, and I was like, oh, brother. But it was cute. I, I recommend it for like when it's on TV or Netflix. Awesome. And then I went to see The Fantastic Four. It was your favorite movie of the summer. <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> I... I I I I don't even understand how somebody said, oh, "This is great! I can't wait to put this out." I left the theater in the middle of the film to go and powder my nose and get some popcorn and didn't miss a thing, a thing. It was, it was so sad. It was so sad what they did with this story, what they did with these characters, what they did to Sue Storm. They just, she was, she was, she was, she was was just an accessory. She wasn't even part of the team who went to the other side of the world, of the universe. Like, it just made me so mad. And Dr. Doom was this emo little snot who I just wanted to, like, bathe and give him a hug because it just. (laughs) <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Uh, the two words I'm going to use to describe this movie, morbidly disappointing. I was almost disappointed to death. Wow. This is worse than the other two movies. Wow. So you're saying that this made the other movies sound good. I would rather get a colonoscopy again. <laughs> Well, 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 and see. the filming and camera work was even better there. 
So that, that took think, that's a quote that really needs to go on our sci-fi banner page. Fantastic nope. Four. I'd rather get a colonoscopy. No, that's again. for just audio listening only. That's right. The no. One, <laughs> the one thing I hope for is that the director of this film gets his Richard Donner moment and gets to recut the film the way he wanted to. So you because, think you think it was a studio manipulation is what did it? Oh yeah, he even came out and said that's not the movie I made. The, For the director uh, to come out and say something like that. Didn't didn't Fox put this out? I don't. Somebody's grandmother, like, <laughs> it's a it's some jackass with like thirty five million dollars and nothing else better to do, decided to recut this film. I'm I'm, it, I was so ready for Fantastic Four to finally get their 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 due, you know. And it, considering how well Marvel has done with films, they had big shoes to fill. They should have just handed the property over and let people who knew what they were doing do the movie or let the director do what he wanted to with the movie. Cause he was, I, 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 I just, I want to see his version cause it's gotta be better. That's too bad. I mean, that they messed it up like that. It is. It's very bad. I mean, I'm standing here. My arms are flailing more than anything in the world. I'm almost knocked my iPad off my desk. I heard you I'm, banging on the table. Not incensed. Yeah. I'm yeah. very not a happy with this movie. Well, let's talk about something maybe a little bit happier about. Tell me about <laughs> tell me about Firefly Online. Oh, so I started playing the Firefly Online game, which is the coolest. Uh I'm using Steam to play cuz it's easier on the Mac platform. Um you got a ship, you got to get a crew, and you got to get your stuff around. Um it is fun. It is uh still almost like completely full and ready to launch. I've only been playing for a week. Um, and hopefully, uh, I'm going to get, um, a couple of minutes with some of the game designers, uh, while I'm at New York Comic Con, I think, I don't know, still working on that, but there's a, a good possibility of that. And, uh, Nathan Fillion will be at, um, New York Comic Con. So maybe I can, if I charm enough people, I can, I can get like five seconds with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> But the game is pretty cool, and it's a great way to get, if you miss the verse, it's a great way to get in it. Now, my understanding right now at this point, you're kind of getting yourself established, but it's not really gameplay yet. It's not gameplay yet, yet. correct. Yeah, so you're basically getting in, getting everything set up, but you aren't really set to go. You got it. That is pretty awesome, though. It's going to be fun. I can't wait till till it fully launches. That's uh, cool. I'm going to check it out and play with it a little bit, I think. What yeah. are you nerding out about right now, Mr. Man? Uh, well, do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, female superheroes? Or you want to talk about that last? Oh, I think that'd be fun to talk about last. We'll talk Let's about talk it last. About so, uh, talk about me. Well, my name is Scott Hertzog. I am oh, boy. <laughs> married white male. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I, it's true. I said everything true. Just the way you said it. Though. It was the way I said it. Okay, yeah. was, that, was that in the issue? The way I said, it? I'm sorry. Um, so uh, tell me you were rolling your eyes at him. He gave me the look. You know the Miles I see look. It. I can see the look right now. Yeah, it is the look. He gave me the look. The look that I get. So uh, here's I'm going to get the look from M when I say this next thing. So my son has been watching Star Wars Clone Wars. Okay. Um, and is really into like the Star Wars Legos, and I picked the book up at the library, 
and it was just paging through. He goes, Dad, I want to watch the death of Darth Tyrannus. I said, great. So that means we have to watch the fan films, right? <laughs> so, so I said, okay, well, we're going to start at number one because you can't just like watch Revenge of the Sith where Darth Tyrannus dies. Right. 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 So, so I, we began watching The Phantom Menace, which, I, I, you know, despite the hate, for Jar Jar and some of the stuff that happened, there are Jar some Jar redeeming things. moments. Like, I like Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. Now, you know, come on. Lee Nielsen, as, you know, as a, as a, and that, and just good actor playing a good role. Um, the kid, I could do without. But, uh, so young Anakin, you know, whatever. Uh, but Darth Maul, come on. The Darth Maul fight, classic. Um, so we watched that, and then we started movie two and got to, um, what is it, Dax's Diner? Jax's? Mm. Yeah, da- was it Dax or Jax? I think it's Dax. I think it's Dax. I think it's Dax, yeah. And uh, first, I keep t- kept telling Kiefer, I said, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because it is. I just love the character of Dax. I don't know who voices him, but he's just this, that, that, conversation i always want to stop and rewind hmm. i love that conversation but there were some good moments like the whole uh, anakin it's a little bit the way he is like the, the relation between anakin and obi-wan or is a bit off for me yeah but i am but i do like the speeder chase with the changeling and the way that kind of transpires i thought that was kind of cool mm. um and uh so there's there's some of that. I love like the Yoda and the little Padawans, or you know, in that room and and seeing the library and there 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 there's some really cool moments. And we didn't finish the film. That's kind of where we stopped. Um, so, you know, Anakin and Padme are heading to Naboo, and they're about ready to have their huge Padme moments. So we're gonna have lots of them coming up. But uh, you know, Kiefer doesn't care about that stuff, and he he and he's. And he's enjoying it and asking questions. And he said, Dad, I wish you wouldn't have seen these films before. <laughs> because then, then it would be like new for you. I'm like, well, I, wish I, w- I wish I wouldn't have seen these films either, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a different yeah. reason, though. Yeah, no. no, but it's, it's very cool that he's into it. And, and quite honestly, this is a very accessible Star Wars for kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that you know, when Phantom Menace came out, the kid drove his batty. You know, a kid connects with that. The fact that Jar Jar drives his batty, kids don't care. I mean, Jar Jar's there for the kids. And um, in part, so I'm trying to separate myself and saying, well, there is some stuff here and it is the backstory that we're going to get unless they go back and do other backstories to clarify it or make it better. But, Anyway, so that's been a huge part of what, what, what I've been doing in my sci-fi world. That's been one of it. So, um, Well, educating your son on the Star Wars mythos is, is... Well, this is really the first time that he sat down. I mean, we watched the first one before, but he didn't remember much about it. It was a, quite a few years ago. And so I decided that I wasn't going to push it on him. And uh, he kind of said, yeah, let's do this. So, okay, we're doing it. Um, so as I mentioned before, I was reading the Giants by uh, the Giant. Um, I think there's five books in it by James B. Hogan, and I was listening to him on audio, Audible. 
And so it was like Inherit the Stars, um, those gentle Ganymians and the giant star were the first three. And um, I'm like, great, there's a book four. Well, M, would you believe it? They only have the first three in audible books. Oh, really? So that means if I want Where to read book, read them? That, that, that means if I want to read book four and five, I have to physically pick up a book and read it or, you know, Kindle them or something. Oh, poor you. I know. I mean, what's with that? I don't know. Who has time for reading anymore? I'm just kidding. So, poor you. I know. So I have not been. <laughs> uh, I kind of stopped. And I'm reading right now um, Road to Dune, which was put out mm-hmm. by, it was, it was by Frank Herbert, Kevin J. Anderson, Brian Herbert, part of the Dune universe. And there's considered like a lot of the stories that helped give the background to the book that eventually became Dune. So you you know how this summer there was a lot of talk, not in science fiction circles, about Harper Lee's Go Set the Watchmen, which mm-hmm. was considered the like the original book before To Kill a Mockingbird. It's kind right. of considered what they call a parent text. Well, this is kind of a parent text for Dune. Like this came out before Dune. It was a hmm. different story that was kind of rejected. Um, and the, so the story I'm reading right now is called Spice World. And in it, there's posh spice. There's, I'm just kidding. Uh, but but in it, in it. The you de- cannot see me. I wish you could see me right now because I just rolled my eyes. Yes. And I'm just shaking my head back yes. and forth going, no, no. What do you really want? What do you really, really want? Uh, anyways. Um, no. Yeah. But anyways, Spice World has some of the same characters, mm. but is a different story. Um, some of the characters are named differently. The situation's slightly different. It's good. It's a good story. Um, it's not as good as Dune. I can see why he went back to the drawing board and rewrote it, but it was, it's definitely a good story. So that's what I'm currently reading. And kind okay. of mixed in beyond that, We've, uh, we were watching Justice League Unlimited, and then we went back to watch just like the Justice League. Cool. And okay. my son's really into that. And so um, we just got through the episodes where Superman is enslaved. Mm-hmm. You know, this Kryptonian is enslaved by this, by this race that looks like the Red Skull, but it's not. You, might, you and him might enjoy Justice League. Um, no, wait. Um, Young Justice. Yeah, we have not. Uh, we haven't delved into that. We, I think he watched some of them, but this is one that we're kind of watching together. Mm-hmm. So, but so that's really what's going on in my sci-fi world. I am watching no sci-fi television right now, dude. I know. I mean, I mean, no, no, no live TV. It's like all these other shows, and uh, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm still in the sci-fi world. I'm just not hitting anything like real current or modern. That's going to change when Doctor Who comes out. I'll probably watch Doctor Who and keep up with that. Uh, I'm I'm very interested in Heroes, and I'll probably watch that live. Um, and uh, definitely the X Files. Hmm. They'll, be, they'll be my next. They'll be my next one. So that's kind of where I'm at. Any questions? All right, good. Yeah. Will this be on the test? Yeah. It's a sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut it. Shut it. Yes. Name all the Spice Girls. Posh Spice, Sporty Spice, uh, Baby Spice. Ah, there's two more. Old Spice. No. 
Was there a Victoria Spice? No, no it's Beckham. Victoria Beckham. She was Posh Spice. Oh, she's Posh Spice. Oh, my God. I don't remember. Well, it's good. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm kind of okay with not remembering. And see, see our listeners, there's some of our listeners are out there screaming, and it's this and this. So you're going to have to write in and let us know because this is totally a part of the sci-fi show. Right. Hold on. Now, hold on. Oh. I got to look it up now because now it's stuck in my head. It my- is. Well, in a moment, after we get this all settled, we're going to talk about what female superheroes you would like to see get their own films, and who would you pick to direct? I already know the answer to my, for the second one, but we'll hear from Emma here in a moment. So you find him, Em? I'm looking. Hold on. Oddly, uh, names of the Spice Girls. I'm using the Googles. Hold on. Not their real names. I, it's Melanie, Melanie, Emma, Jerry, and Victoria. I know that. But I can't think of them. <laughs> wow, I really can't remember. Spice Girls Wiki. There's still a ton of Spice Girls stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Go, girl. Show me what you, want, what you really, really want. Scary Spice. Oh, that's right. That's Scary Spice. Um, where's the other one? Well, it's gone. Never mind. All right. I can't. All right. I, can't. I don't care. Oh, let's talk about female superheroes. Well, that's a really crappy lead. <laughs> well, it is. I was kind of mentioning it earlier, but but this is much better than talking about the Spice Girls. Anyways. Well, by the time you hear this, you would have heard my an episode I did to give the guys a break, um, where my lady friends and I were at a comic book shop, and before I was preparing for that. I was, you know, I was reading up on what was available. There's that really great Katie Couric that uh, art uh, video that I posted on our um, on our website, kind of discussing the renaissance of the the lady hero, of the female heroine, and well, the female heroine is just the heroine. Um, so I asked people on Facebook, so what female superhero would you like to see get her own film, and who would you pick to direct it? And I didn't. I thought I'd get like maybe ten or fifteen people. I had fifty people reply back, and still have people replying back. That's awesome. Um, the number one call. Uh, I well, let's see if you guys can guess. Uh, of those fifty people, wh- what do you think the number one female character superhero was? Black Widow. Yes, Black Widow. Uh, followed very closely by Wonder Woman and the new and Ms. Marvel, the Kamala. Um, I can't pronounce her last name. The new Ms. Marvel that's in the comic books. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The three of them and got the most votes after I tallied up everything. And then there were some really interesting um, suggestions for directors too. Like before, well, before we go there, which one of those would be your pack if you had to see one of those films made? For me. I would like to see, actually, I would like to see a, of those three, uh, I'd like to see a Black Widow movie. Uh, But I would like to see Ms. Marvel as a TV show because in the book, she's just, she's going to school. She's dealing with life being, you know, Pakistani and Muslim and that world that she lives within her home and her family and then she steps outside and it's America with all the America things and all the weird stuff going on. And I, I, I think it would be an amazing TV show. Hmm. Hmm. What about you guys? 
I'd like to see a Black Widow movie. I mean, I th- think there's a lot of... Um, I would like to see how she um, got to where she is now and maybe see how her you know her friendship with um hawkeye explored mm. Mm. you know and i think for me i think it would be the wonder woman i think wonder woman for me the tv show was certainly good for its time but there's so much you could do with that character with special effects to make it even uh to just ramp it up and i think you saw tastes of it of that one teaser they put out uh, it was like some fan teaser I'm glad that she's getting at least a little bit of a cameo in the uh, in the new Batman Superman movie, but uh, I would love to see her get her own film, either film or super, the, the, or even TV show. But I think film. The Wonder Woman thing that you saw—that was an actual pilot, not the one that I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, the one I saw well, wasn't a pilot. Like it was. She, uh, is she wearing pants? No. Are you talking about the okay, one? Then, yeah. She's wearing like earth toned costume. Yeah, it was very earthy. So I think I think the, gritty. That was her in uh, the Batman versus Superman movie. Right. No, there was another one out there, and I'll, I'll see if I can find it here while we're talking here. You were going to go into directors. Um, uh, do you want to talk yeah, about that? The, the list of directors was amazing. The suggestions. Like everybody, it's pretty obvious who's at the top of the list. Can I guess? Joss Whedon. Can you guess? Whedon. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, closely followed by Guillermo del Toro and okay. the Wachowski siblings. Oh, okay. Would be very cool. Um, someone had suggested Steve Soderbergh. That would be awesome. Soderbergh. And also Edgar Wright, who I love him. I think he's amazing. Um, someone actually suggested Vin Diesel. I didn't know he directed. That would be interesting. And then some names I don't know. The I don't know who Christopher McQuarrie is. And the Russo brothers, Michelle McLaren. Uh, they were also um, brought up as, as uh, the dream writer. It would be really nice if one of these screenplays was written by Neil Gaiman. Oh, I could, I, see Neil, I could see Neil Gaiman. That would be kind of cool. That would be amazing. So that was kind of neat. I mean, given what what everybody's talking about lately, it, it's kind of a big deal. You know, we're starting to get all those great superhero shows and movies, and I'm excited for that. I just, I thought it'd be interesting to see, you know, what else, what other people are thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Miles, who would you get to direct this our film? Uh, well, m- my first choice would be Joss Whedon. I mean, he knows how to direct and write for for women. He's he's proven he can do that, and mm. um, so yeah, yeah. I I kind of I, I agree. That would be my top choice. I don't think I have anyone else that I think would be at the top of my list for that. I think if you got any of the Whedons, given their work on on um, Agents of Shield. Oh yes, yeah, that would definitely work. Well, the Wonder Woman uh, one that I was talking about was the one they put out by Rainfall Films. It was just a short. Um, ah, okay. Uh, and, and who? Uh, let me see if I can 
Now this was a was this a fan film? No, well it was it was a short. It was a two minute short, and um, let me see what I can find. Um, it was they did they did um, yeah I know Wonder Woman Rainfall Films right there I see it. Um, and you're gonna oh good, and let me see who's in that. Um, it doesn't say, but uh, the the woman that's in it is does an incredible job. Uh, and you really need to check this out. I'll drop a okay. link. I'll drop a link in for you somewhere here. Awesome. But it, it's done very. It's it's very earthy. It's like a post-apocalyptic world, and there is Wonder Woman. You know, it's just uh, she. She looks good. She she looks like an Amazon, and you're just like, oh yeah. Mm. So you know, there's rumors out that um. And I'm I it I chafes me because I I just want them I just want them to respect this Diana Prince and and who she is and and her story the way that it is right now. There's um, hints that the movie will allude to the fact that the Themyscarans that the women the Amazonians are actually um, they are distant uh, children of Krypton. Okay. Which I can kind of see where they're coming from because those Kryptonian that ship landed here and some of the pods were empty. Maybe some of them got out and they made special babies and all that stuff. But <laughs> that's and I get it, you know, that there might be some sort of Kryptonian origin to them. I I don't know. I can't embrace that. I I love it the way it is. So it's it's very hard for me to 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 embrace that that idea yeah thoughts yeah uh what do you think of this miles well yeah i mean wonder woman already has an established mythology so i don't know why it would be necessary to link it with um kryptonian mythology or link it with the kryptonians i guess hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know how i don't know how i feel about that me neither. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, now that I brought the show down, that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Way, way, to, way to do it. But, anyways. <laughs> way to make everybody sad. I know. I, I just, I hope that that's wrong. I hope that that's wrong, and I hope I'm wrong about the movie. It's just going to be really. I'm having a hard time swallowing it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. Uh... Yeah. Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In the in the trailer that we've seen most recently, doesn't really tell us much about the story. Mm. You get the conflict. You get to see a hint of Wonder Woman in it, um, but you know it's really it. I, I just don't yeah. know. But oh well. <sighs> well, is there anything else we need to talk about here? Are we uh, pretty good here for chatting about uh, what's going on in our sci-fi world? I think we covered much. it. Yeah. Well, we got a lot coming up. There's so much coming up in TV. Oh, yeah. Um, the next couple of weeks. I think maybe the next episode, we should just kind of, we should go over the list, the huge list of what's to come for this fall. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you're looking for. We want to hear from you. What are you looking for coming up this TV season? By the way, we are doing, it won't be our next show. I think it's a following show. Is that correct? Where we're going to be, so like, I guess four weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Four. 
And um, so we want to hear your thoughts about that as well. But we also want to hear about what you're interested, what you're looking forward to this season, this TV season, this movie season coming up. And uh, what are you excited about, passionate about? Uh, what gets your heart pumping when you get to the theater or sit down behind the TV? So, yeah, so by all means, please write in, email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com, post it on the Facebook page, torture us on Twitter, or whatever you want to do. So, so I think that's about it. Anything else we want to say here? No, I think we covered it. Yeah, good? We're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, Miles, why don't you wrap it up? All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies.